He's Kenny the whiny bitch. Kenny the whiny bitch. Kenny the whiny Karen bitch. Yeah! Kenny the whiny bitch. Kenny the whiny bitch. Don't you hate him? Hi, I'm Sarah Rook Ruck Roosh, and I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast because he's an idiot, swears like a trucker, loves puppy dogs, and gave away a kidney. Now here he is, Eric Zane! Thank you, my dear. Thank you. 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 Uh, the uh, point of that um, of that intro was I'm just getting out in front of uh, Kenny's whininess. I don't know if he will. He's been pretty good lately about the Tennessee Titans losing. I mean, that was, oh, my God. I have so, I cannot, wow, just so much to talk about. And if I start to, you know, go down the rabbit hole of what has transpired in the last 48 hours. I won't even be able to get the uh, basic things done that I am supposed to do like I do uh, during each and every show. But there are some formatics that have to happen. First of all, as you know, this show happens each and every weekday at about the same time in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland, the... uh, Sponsors make the free podcast go each and every day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my God. Here we are on Twitch. I appreciate your uh, presence. We had a little bit of a wonky start. Uh, it was a false start. I was, uh, I was actually seated here ready to go and uh, type my little notes about things that I was doing. And then uh, 8 a.m. rolls around, fire it up, and then uh, it's a, here it is, Eric Zane. And then you click the button, and then there's all sorts of, like, warning messages that say, uh, this is, and it was, like, from the uh, people who uh, run Twitch. It's this piece of software called OBS Streamlabs, and it says, uh-oh, uh, warning, or something like that. And it was all, like, repeated in different spots, and so... The usual folks that are enjoying the show on Twitch every morning are like, "What? wait, this looks wonky. Something's wrong. Uh, so I I tried to look at it a couple times and, uh, and, and like restart it. And it didn't like me at all. It did not like me at all. I go, okay, well, nothing that a computer uh, reboot can't solve, right? So you just restart the thing. It seems to work. So welcome to you all. Oh, my God. So uh, each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday, work week, I should say, at about the same time we do this show on Twitch. So thank you so much for being here. If you would, if you're listening to the show via other means besides Twitch, uh, please make it a point to go to twitch.tv slash Eric, E-R-I-C, Eric Zane Live, and follow the page. Follow, follow, follow. And then if you're really feeling energetic subscribe to the page and if you have an amazon prime account you can do that easy 
just uh, uh, at that spot, twitch.tv slash, uh, slash Eric Zane Live. I already sound like I'm drunk. Scroll down to where it says Twitch Prime. There's a big red button. Click that thing. Off you go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. When you sign up with um, your Amazon Prime account on Twitch, that's free. And, um, you know, that is uh, that's very, very helpful. And for you, you then get the show without any interruption when you watch it live. And even if you don't watch it live, if you would just sign up uh, with your Amazon Prime account, even if you never, ever touch Twitch again, if you sign up with your Amazon Prime account each and every month, it is a huge, huge bonus for your old pal Eric Zane. I actually make money off that. Plus, you get the emotes. You get the show without commercial interruption if you do decide to uh, get to it live. Uh, Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV sponsoring the Twitch live stream. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm definitely going to get to the football, and I I don't. I don't want to shoot my wad on the football right away. I want to update you, like priorities here. I just wanted to update you. Uh, we have good news. The NFK is getting back to form. Um, the odor is starting to increase coming off of his body. That tells me he's uh, getting more, he's feeling more comfortable. The talking to the television has increased. The obscenities are flowing easier. And uh, so these are all good signs of recovery. Um, More signs of recovery. The refrigerator is starting to become more and more filthy, as is the microwave, as he um, proceeds to uh, move around a little more and uh, and get after food. I have a, um, a theory that he is only going to eat Hot Pockets and Orida frozen potato cakes, stuffed potato cakes, or stuffed hash browns. He calls them potato cakes. Give me some potato cakes. Uh, Until he gets the neck brace off, which he is now one week into his recovery. He needs five more weeks of neck brace. So, you know, you can't be moving the neck around after you have a cervical uh, fusion surgery done uh, to cure remedy spinal stenosis um so when he gets up he likes to eat only those things that he can you know get past the brace you know he struggles to eat appropriately even without the brace so if he's using a fork to eat the frozen mugu guy pan or the devour frozen meals um it's it's not gonna work it's he's gonna hit the fucking brace because he doesn't he just doesn't do well so he'd rather just have the thing in his hand. Uh, I will say that um, with me being in charge of his hygiene right now, um, Diana says to me today, because uh, yesterday, this is uh, this is one of the things, one of the signs of healing. He was really into the football games. And he says, hey, uh, can we just skip my shower today? And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to fight that. I go, yeah, yeah, Kevin, we'll do it tomorrow, meaning Monday. Uh, so his last bathing was Friday. So that means uh, Saturday, Sunday. This is, you know, this is how long he's gone, which is not a huge deal. But 
uh, Diana said to me, will you please uh, uh, clean my brother today and change his clothes? He's starting to stink. And I said, you got it. I will take care of it. Uh, and I am, you know, I'm really, um, after that first time I bathed him, it wasn't that bad. And you kind of develop like a, um, you know, it's not, it's so not a big deal after you do it once. And I will say that the um, amount of polite, honest to goodness, heartfelt thank yous he's given me actually makes me feel very good. And I'm not even kidding you. Um, he says, he said to me, he goes, I'm going to keep saying this. And I just want to let you know how thankful I am that you're taking care of me. And I love you very much. And I said, Kevin, I love you too. I'm glad to do it. And uh, this is what family does for each other. We take care of each other. And, um, you know, you are part of our family. And uh, that's the end of it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank God that we have the setup here at the household where, um, you know, I'm home all the time. Um, that that helps, you know. You'd be screwed otherwise. Will I um, will I ignore the nuanced moments that make him the most hilarious person on the planet? No, no. That uh, it just it is an absolute perfect recipe for content. When you have the biggest football weekend that has ever happened. And that gets pushed aside because of NFK nonsense. He referred to Indomitian Sue. This is another clear sign that his healing is going well. Um, from that room, the sunroom, I heard you filthy, quote, you filthy motherfucking F rhymes with Baggett. That's right. He referred to Indomitian Sue as a filthy motherfucking Baggett. And I went, oh, 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 oh fuck. He's, he's recovering. He's so much better. He's starting to bloom. <laughs> Holy shit. It was that deal where Sue got to Stafford. And uh, Sue felt that Stafford kicked him or something. And so he, uh, he he got into Stafford's face or some shit and got an unsportsmanlike or something like that taunting penalty. <laughs> and so he referred to Sue as something terrible. My God. Um, what else happened? Okay, so not bathing. Uh, getting back into form. Swearing like an idiot. Asking me lots of questions that he really doesn't want the answer to. He's just asking for no particular reason. Um, on Friday, now you got to understand, I don't know how this man do, isn't missing all of his teeth. He does not brush his teeth at all. And then, you know, he drinks coffee. He chews tobacco. Now, um, while 
I sat him down on the toilet before I was going to get him. Actually, I got his uh, sweatpants on after he got out of the shower. And I got a toothbrush, and I go, I got you. I'm going to get you right now. So uh, I come into the room with, with toothbrush. I go, open up. I don't, I don't ask him. I just say, open. And he looks at me like I'm crazy. Now, I don't think he's brushed his teeth since he's lived here. Go, open. <laughs> he opens up, and I see the choppers, and they're intact quite well. There's not holes in them or anything. And uh, with like, you'd think you'd see a lot of decay. I, I saw none. They were uh, stained from the uh, coffee and tobacco, but they looked remarkably intact. And I was floored by this. I go, all right, open it up. And he rolls his eyes. I go, open. So I start brushy, 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 brushy. I go, okay. And then I... Uh, I hold up the, pl- the, I have this little spittoon. It's a bowl for him to spit into. And he goes, <laughs> it just fucking falls out of his face. I go, what the fuck? What kind of a spit job is that? So I brushed him. Do it again today. It's been three days. Oh, he is a absolute force of nature when it comes to, I, I don't know how it, how he does it. The, the aversion towards basic hygiene. I mean, holy shit. Okay. Then, um, on this neck brace, there's these pads on it. And I have replacement pads. And we have a system. They have to be changed daily because of the, uh, it's the close proximity to his mouth and the, uh, uh, tobacco that he's constantly putting putting into it and spitting out it like uh, uh, he misses so there's like spots of it all on the inside of the fucking pads so i'm constantly changing it out every day and then cleaning the neck brace after you take them and then taking the old pads and wash hand washing them in wool light oh my god Rand Man P says, I love the NFK. He is a genetic phenomenon. No matter what he does, his body can overcome it. If he took care of himself, he could be TB12. <laughs> Holy shit. Pure laziness and bad habit. Yeah, I think so. Laziness, bad habit, and I think also the... He's discouraged from taking care of himself because his body doesn't work like yours and mine, you know? All right. Um, I go to give him some medicine and, uh, he, again, his hands don't work. His, um, it's really a bizarre scenario. So I actually take the medicine and put each pill in his mouth that he needs. Okay. Well, I notice when I go up to him for another uh, giving of his medicine, I go, and he's got uh, little teeny tiny pieces of tobacco all over his shirt. And uh, it usually accumulates in the actual neck brace, which is just like a cup around him. You've seen these. And uh, there's usually a lot of tobacco in there and whatever. But I notice that where his left tit is, 
the shirt has kind of, uh, it's a loose fitting sweatshirt has kind of bunched up to be almost like a, like a little mini shelf right under his left tit. And what is, what looks to me like one half of a tin of fresh grizzly long cut wintergreen is there resting sweetly right at his titty. And I go, I go, okay, don't move. Don't move. Um, we've got a tiny, tiny issue that I have to clean up on your, as Adam says, your titty shelf. And I, by the way, I see the joke. Neck collar has become a spittoon. He's fucking great. Jesus. So I'm looking at this large quantity of fresh grizzly. And I put my hand under it and kind of, fold the, the uh, titty uh, uh, sweatshirt shelf into my hand and, and accumulate this. And uh, I, I lift it up so that it's in his field of vision. I go, where where should I put this? And he goes, motherfucker. I go, yeah. Um, and he goes, yeah, just, just put it in there. And I, uh, whatever, throw the fucking thing away. I could not believe the fucking amount that he some how did how does he manage that? And so this you you understand this all goes back to COVID Carl's chair that he that he let me borrow uh, borrow borrow Carl's borrow that he let me borrow. I'm gonna have to fucking uh, call Stanley Steamer for this one. Oh my god! Speaking of COVID Carl. Uh, I have a person in the wild who knows COVID Carl. Um, this person writes, just in case this gets back to COVID Carl, I'll keep this person anonymous. Hello. It's a lady. I loved your lift chair adventure this week with COVID Carl. 99% sure that is our church with the big pole barn full of medical equipment. You are correct. And about 95% sure I know who COVID Carl is. Your imitation of him, voice and conversation style, feels on point. He's a funny, he's a funny guy, though. Um, I won't mention his appearance on your podcast next time I see him. Thank you. I shared the clip of that story with my husband who got a good laugh out of it. He especially liked the part about how you should feel everyone should have a pickup truck, as that is his biggest thing on his wish list right now. And though I'm sure it is in our future as soon as one is available, I don't find it necessary for us at all. Oh, no, no, no. You must. Because then you're the guy who says, hey, can I, borrow, can I borrow your truck? No, no, no. Every man should have a pickup truck. Every family should have a pickup truck. Uh, lastly, I think just this morning, I finally figured out the subscribe to Twitch through Amazon Prime Step. I'm fairly tech savvy for an old lady, but I have struggled... With that, for two months, was generously gifted two monthly subscriptions through Patriot Nick. Of course. I really didn't want to have him. I didn't really want him to have to do that again. So I think I got it now. Have a blessed weekend. So that chair is, I mean, thank, I've got one of those uh, uh, Bissell carpet extractors that just... You know, sprays the hot fluid on it, the cleaner, and you clean that shit up. Um, man, 
All right. I would appreciate it if you'd follow me on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid. <coughs> oh, damn it. Excuse me. I'm also on Twitter, too, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Follow me there as well. That's brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And then the almighty YouTube. Brought to you by Frank the Tank Fuss. My policy shop insurance. More on Frank a little later on. Please follow the page on YouTube. Like the channel. And thumbs up when I go live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Boy, um, with a, it, it, uh, I'll just get out in front of the, by saying that the uh, football weekend, this weekend, hands down, the most exciting, consistently ridiculous, fantastical series of contests that has ever happened. Forget one game. It was the greatest weekend of football that has ever taken place. And dare I say, I I can't say greatest game ever played. I don't know shit about shit, but it culminating with that fucking Bills game. Motherfuck was I upset. And I'm not even a Bills fan, but man, I love teams that have uh, fan bases that have just been starved. For so long. I think it's absolutely great. When they win. You know. That's. uh, You know. There's a lot of talk about. Ah. The Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. yeah, You know what. They've been to two fucking Super Bowls. Maybe more. I don't even know. I know for sure. Way back in the day. Kenny Anderson and the Bengals. I think Norman Esiason took them there too. But um, right off the bat, there's talk about the Bills game. Um, Starting in um, the most recent uh, portion of that game when Travis Kelsey caught that touchdown pass in overtime. I did not know that playoff overtime football, if you score a touchdown, it is essentially, well, it's a sudden death game. If you are able to punch it in, if you get if you get a field goal though, it's not. You know? Um, so Kansas City wins the coin toss. They march down the field and they get a touchdown game over. It felt a little weird after all of um what those teams had been through for it to end like that. If it's a field goal, the other team gets an opportunity. I don't like that either. I think that's bullshit. You know? Hell, if they just played a full quarter. The ref started the coin toss out by saying, okay, guys, this is a brand new game. But that's not true at all. It's not a brand new game because if whoever wins a coin toss and scores a touchdown, the game is over. I, you know, I, I kind of think they should just play 15 minutes of football and see where that takes them. And then there's the argument, you know, well, then the defense, they have to make a play. 
So I understand that too. So I, I don't know. Um, it's not perfect, but it should be perfect. You know, they, they, they should have, it just doesn't seem right to end that like that. And then that fucking game, 25 points from the two minute warning to the end. Wow. Oh, when, uh, the bills scored at that point. I thought, oh, my God. And they that, that one dude, I don't know his name. He scored four touchdowns. Doesn't matter. He scores four touchdowns for the Bills. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I think that uh, Kansas City has enough time. You know? Um, and then, fucking A, did they ever, because that kid, that kid, that guy, Tariq Hill, who's fast as shit, and uh, he scores a touchdown with plenty of time on the clock. He was so happy. He's probably going to go break his kid's arm again. That guy's an absolute lunatic, by the way. You got to keep an eye out him for the next NFL player who's going to kill somebody. Tariq Hill is an absolute lunatic. Look it up. Um, He scores a touchdown. And then that fucking guy for the Bills who scores a touchdown every time he touches the ball in that game, he scores a touchdown. And they get the two-point conversion. And that was incredible. All the while, this Josh Allen is an absolute wrecking ball. How did the Bills not uh, fucking win all of their games with that guy? You know? I mean, six foot five, 240 pounds, fast as shit, uh, smashing. Did you see him hit that fucking little cornerback and nearly kill him? He's running the ball late in the game. And this little fuck goes to try to tackle him. And his body looks like that guy on the motorcycle the other day. And the guy goes down. (laughs) Josh Allen. This guy is an absolute stud. I don't know how long he can play football like that. But. The fact that like a, a third of their plays are just hike it to Josh and he just runs crazy and smashes people. Then you had fan on the field. I saw that Diggs tackled the fan. Man. And then, okay. Two point conversion. That's it. Now it's over. Right. And I'm like texting Stu. I go, dude, holy shit. First of all, I texted them when they went uh, when they scored first, but with four touchdown guys scored touchdown number three. I'm like, dude, it's like it's gonna happen. I just wrote, dude, and then Tariq Hill catches that one, goes the distance, breaks his son's arm, um, and he wrote, dude, back. And then uh, four touchdown guy scores his fourth, two point conversion, up by three, and then. I'm like, holy fuck. 13 fucking seconds to go. 13 seconds. Kansas City at their 25. What what a horrible, horrible thing. How, how did you actually let that happen? Oh, my God. To be so close, Buffalo. That, that. I mean, I, 
if I was a Lions fan, I probably would have taken this show off today. I'd have been so upset. I mean, I was upset seeing it, feeling what you're feeling. Oh, kick the fucking field goal. Sure enough, the Kansas City kicker has like a bionic leg. It doesn't matter. It was a chip shot for him. 49 yards, you know, no problem. He would have made it from 89. Overtime, coin toss, Kansas City marches down the field. Game over. No tables destroyed. Oh, my God. And it seemed like after every game of the weekend, another game would start, which would be that much more incredible. The simple fact that Cincinnati won in walk-off fashion. Hell, who did they beat again? I barely remember. I can I can hardly keep it all straight. They beat the Titans, the number one seed. If that happened alone, that's a huge fucking story to go into Nashville and beat the Titans in a game where Burrow was sacked 11 times. 11 times. I don't even know how many plays they ran from scrimmage. 70, 80, and they sacked him 11 times and still lost. My God, that was that right alone is a massive upset that would have dominated the whole weekend's news, you know, but every single game was like that incredible Bengals win over the Titans. I picked it. I picked that game. I actually, um, okay, I was two and two because I picked Bengals. I picked the 49ers over the pack. I picked the Bucks over the Rams. And I picked the Bills over the Chiefs. And fuck, man, I clanked them off the goalpost. I could have very easily have gone four and fucking oh if it weren't for just a couple of last second plays. Son of a bitch. What made me the happiest from the weekend was the fucking 49ers special teams winning the game over the fuckhead Packers. Now, look, say what you want about Rodgers being a absolute maniac. I mean, that's just fuel to the fire for me. Had Aaron Rodgers... Um, been a, uh, you know, what do you call it? COVID vaccine promoter and not, uh, a goddamn QAnon lunatic. I would have been rooting for the 49ers and I would want nothing more than Aaron Rodgers to sustain some type of life threatening injury. That's how much I despise Aaron Rodgers. Forget COVID has nothing to do with that. I've always hated this smug California flake fuck. Okay. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Always have. All right. Um, and you, 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 you add COVID onto it and it's just like, well, of course, of course, you know? So as that game is 10 to three, um, Wait a minute. What t- what score was it? Yeah, it was 10 to 3. And the Packers punting with 5 minutes to go. And they blocked the punt 
and then ran it in for a score to make it 10-10. And then they got in scoring distance, field goal range late, and to fucking walk it off. In the snow, Robbie Gold kicks it a mile, and all those asshole, freezing cold, piece of shit, fucking Stephen Avery uh, jailing motherfucking Wisconsin piece of shit, fucking dick-sucking Packer fans, go home! Fuck you! <laughs> yes! Oh, my God! Yes, that was great. You know? Oh. So, I'm like, this is great. We got a great weekend starting. Do whatever you want weekend. 2-0. and oh. Yesterday, fajita bar is being made. And let me just tell you, it was a fajita slash taco bar and one of our best that we've ever had. Um, I, I have so much food left over. Uh, I'm going to be eating fajitas for the next week. It was 27 to 3 Rams when it started to turn. And, you know... I mean, fucking Brady, everything was a little wonky, it seemed like. Nothing was going right. I know that they're missing some key players, and the protection was was a, was an issue because you got this uh, uh, maniac Aaron Donald and then Vaughn Miller. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's a great defender. So, holy shit, you know? Um, but somehow... It just started Matthew Stafford and the, and the, uh, what happened was, I believe this happened. It was like voodoo. The, there's still a little bit of Detroit lion in Matthew Stafford. And it, um, it kind of through osmosis affected the whole Rams team because they started to cough it up and the bucks started to remember that they've got the goat. So the Bucks start chipping away at that lead. And the next thing you know, it's 27-13. And I'm like, hmm. Well, I said to Dan, I go, if they get a stop here, three and out, and then are able to convert with a ton of time, they're down seven. And it still, it still took more time than I thought because I thought they, they were going to get, it got to be like, uh, a handful of minutes remaining. They were still not quite where they needed to be, but they just like that, pulled it together. And the next thing you know, <coughs> excuse me, they are in business and they have tied that game. Now, if you were to watch the news today, you would have thought that the Bucks won. Everybody has forgotten, it seemed, that Matthew Stafford, uh, Found Cooper Cuck. Uh, Cooper Cuck. Now, that's hilarious. Cooper Cuck is a fucking great nickname. Yes, he likes watching that type of activity in his bedroom. That's Cooper Cuck. <laughs> Cup. How the fuck is... That's what I wanted to say. How did Cup... How the fuck did Cuck fuck get so wide open? I mean, my God. Matthew Stafford had been playing well, fantastic, with the exception of that moment when he started to act like he was on the Lions. 
That one scene when the ball is hiked to him and he's looking the other way and it goes like flying over his shoulder. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, there we go. That's that's the Detroit Lion and him coming out. You know, those demons have not yet been exercised. But after all of that, after giving up 24 straight points to somehow pull it together and find Cup to get that walk-off field goal win you have got to be shitting me oh i was floored um so they end up winning i of all the games that i picked and wanted the other team to win that one i'm least upset about i am not upset at all about uh, yeah, about the Bucks winning. Or, I mean, about the Rams winning because, you know, um, I'm, it's a little bit weird how they you know stack the deck in their favor. They did that old New York Yankees thing. I kind of hate that, but whatever. That's the way of the world. And uh, so you got Brady gone, and then Mahomes is just ridiculous. Um, I have a bad taste in my mouth about how the Bills lost that. I mean, it. This is just insane. So now. The schedule shakes out like this. Sunday at 3 p.m., Cincinnati at the Chiefs. And then 6.30 p.m., 49ers at the Rams. Motherfuck. And then you got two weeks off the Super Bowl, February 13th. Insane. I've it was absolutely incredible. Just an amazing weekend. In fact, I've got um I just remembered this. Uh, this is from uh where is it? Come on now. Give me a second. I've got the radio calls from the Packers game from both sides. Radio, radio call. Knowing my luck, it'll shut down the whole damn live stream. The fact that those kicks were made in the snow like that is, uh, I, I thought for a second that there was no way that gold was going to make that kick. Um, I think this is the, okay, this, I'm going to start with the, a radio call from the 49ers. There you go. In theory. May kick end over end to the... There's a snap, high snap, placement made, kick end over end to the uprights, and it is good. Uh, nope. <laughs> okay, we're going to start with the Packers one. <laughs> high snap, placement made, kick end over end to the uprights, and it is good. Uh, oh, the San Francisco 49ers advance. This is the end of the game. With a 13-10 victory over the Green Bay Packers on a 45-yard field goal. Ah, 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 asshole. Time expires. A gut-wrenching, heart-breaking defeat. That makes me so happy. I love that so much. Uh, here's the 49ers. Hold on a second here. I want to get snap. 
There's a little high pull down by Wisnowski. Robbie Gold has it away, and it is good! Robbie Gold has kicked the 49ers to victory here in Green Bay. The golden leg of Robbie Gold going to an NFC championship game. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, all right. I um as as I've said on this show, I've always been a hater of the Green Bay Packers. I, I can't tell you. I remember the one time uh, I've, I've told the story before. Fucking Favre, playoffs, Lions and Packers. Uh, you, you um, the Lions games used to be blacked out. So this for some reason this playoff game we couldn't get on TV. So we uh, watched it closed circuit at a fucking movie theater in Saginaw, Michigan called Cinema and Suds. And the idea of this place was you go get beer and watch movies, which, I mean, nowadays everybody does that. But back then it was an unheard of thing. So we would pipe in the Lions games illegally and then sell tickets illegally to listeners of the radio uh, show on Z93 with Joe and the Poor Boy. And I would get fucking bombed and then uh, watch the game with the fans and then, of course, drive home drunk like the sick fuck that I was. That was uh, that led to the time when the cop, the state state trooper pulled me over on M20 and I was bombed. I was absolutely intoxicated. And there's Diana next to me. She's like, oh, boy, shit. She was uh, still enabling me at the time. She hadn't yet confronted my alcoholism. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I was lit. I wasn't buzzed. I was drunk. And uh, he comes walking up, and I stink. And I have I had pennies in my mouth. This is not the first time I'd put pennies in my mouth. For some reason, I was convinced that if you put pennies in your in your in your mouth. They won't smell it or you'll pass the fucking test or something. So as he's getting up, I'm like, <laughs> I open my mouth and all this money falls out of my mouth into my hand. And I, I set it in the thing. If he'd have paid attention, why are those coins wet? And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I noticed you're uh, kind of drifting over the center line and you're going too fast. Everything all right. I go, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, it's cool. And uh, he goes, okay. Um, uh, this this kind of kind of went back and forth, and he did not suspect anything. I somehow covered it up. He didn't ask me if I'd been drinking. He didn't sense it. He didn't smell it. He just kind of wanted to talk to me, and I think I've got some type of acting chops or something, because uh, he said, "All right, uh, no ticket, just a warning. Just try to be more careful on the roads here, Eric." I go, "Yeah, of course." No problem. Ooh, fucking shit. Asshole. Drunk driving fuck. Don't drive drunk. Um, I put on Facebook, boom, with an image of um, Rodgers and Packers fans and the final score. Yeah, I hate the Packers. And uh, 
plenty of comments and it didn't take long for this to get political. I said nothing. I said nothing other than boom. And you're getting a lot of jokes from people who are having fun with this. I didn't. In particular, he should have done his own research on the San Francisco defense, which I loved. Great joke. This one for was for Les Grobstein, a Chicago sportscaster and avid packet hate, uh, avid Packer hater. He passed a week ago at 69. I'm telling you, he blocked that punt. Rob writes, study three years for your degree. Blue State Rob, study three more for your PhD. Join lab, start working, spend years studying problem, form hypothesis, gather evidence, test hypothesis, form conclusions, report findings, clear peer review, findings published, reported in press. Aaron Rodgers, bullshit. So everybody else is having fun with this. Again, I'm not. Um, Josh wrote, fuck off, Zane. Scott wrote, Rogers is a very successful millionaire. Confused about the boom. And I'm like, well, I don't want to explain it to you, man. It's I, I don't like him. Um, Scott then adds he's not done Zane is triggered because he has different political beliefs going political will alienate half your audience and is the dumbest thing you could do as a public figure and it's like dude well first of all you don't listen to me regularly you don't you don't pay attention to what I say or do regularly because every day of every minute of every show I am alienating someone and Long ago, I said, this is how it's going to be. You can either take it or not. I mean, it's just my opinion. If you wanted to hear someone uh, tiptoe through sensitive issues, you would listen to Free Beer and Odd Wings because that's what they do. I'm very successful doing what I do because nobody gives a shit that I do say what I want to say. And you either come or you go. You know, who cares? But that isn't what this is about. Besides, you're assuming that this is political. It's not. I just fucking hate the Packers. And then, you know, all the audience members are doing the heavy lifting for me. And there's, you know, back and forth and hurt feelings and anger. And, oh, my God. Um, Dennis wrote, Scott. This isn't about politics. It's about a lifelong Lions fan hating on the asshole that beats us so many times. And I said, correct. And then I wrote, Scott, I have despised the Green Bay Packers since Lynn Dickey was their quarterback and they were coached by a guy named Bart Starr. I have been hating the Packers for 41 years, longer by a lot than you've been alive. Uh, Dave Fox, legendary GRD host, uh, frequents my page. He writes, Scott, so posting boom, which is what I said, is political? Are you insane? 
He says, losing a few MAGAs here and there might be a good thing. Because Scott said, I'm going to lose all my audience. Oh, come on. I'm just happy he lost because I hate that fucker. And I hated Favre before him. And uh, whoever else was a quarterback of the fucking Green Bay Packers. What a weekend. So much. I didn't even know how was I could process it. And then poor Stu. I just, you know what? And I, I have two dear friends that I know are Packer or our uh, Buffalo Bills fans and probably more of you too. But I just know for sure that Stu, I mean, he was so happy last week breaking that table in that previous game. And then uh, my buddy Carl from Who Are These Podcasts, these are true and true diehard Buffalo Bills fans. Man, I feel for you. The open of this show brought to you by Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan. If you are ever going down the road of putting new flooring down, the first step is to go to the discount outlet. More often than not, they will have what you want at such a ridiculously deep discounted price. You'll be like, holy crap. I didn't know anything about this in the past. How is this not? How is this such a secret? Well, that's what we're working on right now, making it not a secret. That's where I come in. Um, Ever since Darwin purchased Johnson's Carpet, Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home in Granville, Michigan. Um, that's his goal, to make the average person first wander into the discount outlet and see what they have ready to go out the door, priced ridiculously low because they've purchased so much of it. They buy the most popular brands for the discount outlet from the best manufacturers like Shaw and Mohawk. And basically, you just walk in there It ain't the prettiest uh, flower when it comes to their setup because it's all stacked up everywhere. It's a warehouse. You're walking into a warehouse, but you're able to say, see, oh my God, with this uh, this, uh, vinyl plank flooring that's set up here in this big cube, you mean I just grab, well, yeah, you measure the room on your own and you know how much you need. You you buy the the shit. Uh, My God, it's that simple. The prices are ridiculous. It's worth your time, no matter where you are in West Michigan, to make that trip to Johnson's Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet on Chicago Drive in Granville, Michigan, behind Little Caesars. Find them online and then go. If they don't have something that will suit you, uh, go just a few blocks to the uh, to the east on Chicago Drive to the main store, and then you can do it that way. But the discounts are so damn deep. My God, you're going to be like, I got to make this happen. Thank you very much to Johnson's Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling is a busy boy these days. It's extremely cold out. And, uh, you know, if you are in the spot where you're like, oh, my God, uh, I, I got a breakdown on my furnace. I need Joe to head to my house and fix it pronto. You can make that happen. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. If you need a new furnace, you will install the Comfort Maker brand of furnace, the Cadillac in the furnace industry, and just uh, seriously, 
Uh, go ahead and get a couple estimates on that from any other people in the business and then have Joe be uh, third, and he will beat it. If not, tell him, and he'll he'll beat it right there. There you go. Stand by. What is this? Uh, see, uh, Ran, Ran Man P wrote a book. Gotta love Eric for all of the moments you love him and don't sweat the parts you don't like. Can't always love 100%. It's like a marriage. You wake up each morning and decide to love Eric, even if there are bits or shows you don't like. He's still better than just snot and shoes out there. Okay, I don't know what snot and shoes are. Snot, he's just... He's still better than just not any shoes out there. Might have been voice to text or something because uh, either that or you had a stroke on that last sentence. Patriot Nick follows it up with, I didn't say shit, LOL. I hate football in general, but could, but could care less. Yeah, you got to say couldn't care less. You can't say could care less. Couldn't care less who Eric votes for and what he believes. His personal preference is his business, not mine. Yeah, but you should vote for who I vote for, Nick. You should vote straight Democratic ticket. That's what you should do. Which is where my brain is right now. Corey says, before we learned his uh, politics or policies, Aaron Rodgers seemed like a douchebag. Agreed. Do not like him at all. All right, I'm already getting distracted. ADHD. Come on, focus. Focus, man. Uh, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zinchel podcast is Blue Frost IT. 616-516. Pardon me. 616-200. 8550. Hang on. I need a drink. My mouth is dry as hell. All right. For your small or medium sized business, if you're looking to upgrade your tech, let's say you've got six workstations. Uh, a couple handfuls of employees, whatever, a network, printers, modem, the whole deal, and it's old and stupid. You're going to need to upgrade your business, uh, your uh, uh, infrastructure of your business sometime with your tech. Uh, the idea of you just figuring out, uh, well, I guess we just buy this, is is a mistake. Yeah, you could very well buy too little computing power, too much or not the right thing, and all of the time it takes to do that is kind of a drag. And then if you do it wrong, you have to clean up that mess and redo it. What you need to do is get a complimentary consultation. This is free from Blue Frost IT. Take you half an hour. Sit down with Alan for your business. And uh, within that half hour, he's going to ask you questions about what exactly you do in the business. It could be uh, dependent upon various types of graphics or, or maybe not or a video card, audio card, who knows? And um, you might need a certain level of computing power, or maybe you don't. What this will do is this uh, will get you uh, 
having the absolute right thing set up the first time for your business when you purchase it. That will save you time and potentially money. Do that. 616-285-50. After Alan helps you with all of that and helps you set it up, he's then going to convert uh, convert his efforts uh, to you to the managed aspect of the business so that whenever you need assistance, you just reach out to Alan and very quickly he will take care of your tech. I've been utilizing this type of subscription IT support with him for a long, long time now, and it's absolutely paramount and that's just me with a couple pieces of tech i mean if you're there with all those moving parts on your business and you don't have somebody at, uh, at your beck and call you're I mean, seriously 616-285-50 for blue frost it uh also this show is brought to you by me and my patreon i do more podcasting every single day with no ads on my patreon bonus podcast no exception today. As soon as this one gets done, I'll pack it all up and start it uh, again on Patreon. If you want more podcasting each and every day, sign up for my Patreon. You're like, Jesus, how can I How can I help Zane? I really like supporting his podcast. Well, you know, of course, you can sign up uh, to Twitch with your uh, Twitch Prime. That's very helpful. I actually get money for that. And then uh, joining my Patreon for five or ten bucks a month. And you get access to 15 plus hours of content each and every week. Thank you. If you've signed up in the past, some of you are no longer allowed to sign up. Uh, but uh, for those of you that are still there and you're thinking about coming back, please do that. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Eric Zane, five or 10 bucks a month on Patreon. Yeah, some of you are in a rarefied uh, air, rarefied level where I actually said, no, I don't want you on my Patreon anymore. I actually don't want your money. You're actually too much work to deal with. It, I, in fact, I want to give you all the money you've given me back, and I don't want you on the Patreon anymore. There's only a handful Wait a minute. One, two, three, four. I think five. Five of you who exist in the world that I don't want on the Patreon. And if I knew how, I wouldn't allow you to be able to download the audio podcast or listen on Twitch. Because I'm that done with you. Very real scenario. I was like, you know, I'm cutting my losses. I cannot, I cannot deal with this pain in the ass, fucking dramatic headache anymore. Give your money to a worthy charity. Don't give it to me. I, it, enough. Enough. No more. Please. Thank you, but no. I think Bruce just threw up here. Holy shit. Ah. <sighs> Okay, we got to get into Smoothie Dad. Mm. People are speculating as, as who's banned. Nick says, you got to feel like a stupid fuck if Eric has ever reached out to you to tell you to keep your money. <laughs> yeah. 
And then uh, some of them actually, um, I've, I've, I've blocked all contact. So I don't have to have any type. And then I made the mistake because when you block it, it just immediately takes any email and puts it into like a spam area. And I'm like, oh. And then I accidentally like checked spam or junk email. And I see all these. I'm like, well, you, no, no. Let's just call it a day. It's okay. I appreciate your support in the past, but we are done. Uh, all is well in the world. I'm so much happier now. It's okay. We've moved on. We've moved on. Smoothie Dad is in deep shit. This is the guy. Holy shit, was this insane. All right, let's get to Smoothie Dad. This is Smoothie Dad right here. That's the look of a man who's fucked. This guy walked into the uh, place to get a smoothie. I don't even know where the fuck it is. It doesn't matter. And he wasn't happy. Um, now, full disclosure, he wasn't happy because they he found out that um, the smoothie was prepared. With either they put peanut butter in the smoothie or they used a uh, utensil that touched peanut butter. Um, which is insane to think that if you use a utensil that has touched peanut butter and then don't actually add peanut butter into the smoothie, which I think that from what I'm understanding in the story, that that's what happened. I don't know for sure that the people who made the smoothie put peanut butter into the actual smoothie. They may have, it's a little fuzzy, but the idea that you can actually take a utensil that has been touched or a product that's been made in a facility that has peanuts in it. This is a very real thing. And then the uh, somehow if if it uh, makes its way to the person who has the allergy, it they can die. I mean, like quickly. Anaphylaxis is a very real fucking thing. So that's a very, very big deal. So this dad is furious because he brought the smoothie home and the child did that consumed the smoothie and she went to the hospital the child did not die as i understand this um in fact let me get to this part of it before i get to the good part on uh, january 22nd at approximately 2 26 p.m the Fairfield Police Department received numerous calls from employees at Robex. Uh, located at 2061 Black Rock Turnpike, reporting a customer was throwing things, yelling at employees, and refusing to leave. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go into the details of what actually happened with uh, the throwing because I'm going to let the visual element uh, tell that story for us. Because, uh, first of all, uh, earlier... At approximately 1.39 p.m., James Iannazzo called 9-1 requesting an EMS response to his home for a child suffering from an allergic reaction and was later transported to an area hospital. 
during the investigation. Okay. Ayanazo never told them about the peanut allergy, but had only said no peanut butter in the drink. I guess there's a difference. Like if you were to say no peanut butter in the drink, um, they would do what you told them to do. And they did put, they, they did actually honor that no peanut butter. However, had he said peanut allergy, everything would have had to have been started from scratch. Nothing, you know, that's a, that's a tricky business. Um, but they, they could have handled that, but he didn't say that. He just said no peanut butter, almost like personal preference. Like, Hey, I just don't like the taste of peanut butter, but in fact, it could have led to death. Now let's think about that for a second. If I'm a, a, a parent or I have a loved one who cannot, is that can get that seriously ill or die I'm not leaving that to chance in any way, shape, or form. I wouldn't want anybody. I would learn to, I would get a fucking Vitamix and learn to make smoothies. I wouldn't really uh, be having teenagers uh, give them the option to fuck it all up and get my kids sick. You know, I think that that's crazy. I don't know, but maybe he let his guard down or what. But um, they said, all he said was uh, no uh, peanut butter. You know? All right. So let's get into this. This is how it went for Smoothie Dad when he shows up. I have no room to yell at him. I want to speak to the fucking person who made this drink. Is that you? No, well, it wasn't We don't know me. who made it, so. You don't know who made it? There's four of us here, so we obviously don't know. Fucking stupid, fucking ignorant high school kids. Okay, bye. I want to speak to the fucking Bye. Man. Okay, you can Jam call corporate whatever you want. Goodbye. Jam stop. You're on camera. Fuck you're on camera. You're on camera. No, I don't care. Give it to me right now. Yeah. What? Where is he? Oh, yeah. oh, he throws a fucking thing. I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police. In the door and he's trying to get in look at he's trying to he's trying to get in that this guy has completely lost his shit Bro, call oh, the and they're and they're like all three all four of them are pushing the door closed trying to get this maniac he could very easily have just jumped the fucking counter all right let's let's uh let's back up here i think we need to break this down a little further to get the full effect here um my God. <sighs> Shit. I have no room to yell at him. I want to speak to the fucking person who made this drink. Is that you? No, well, it wasn't We don't know me. who made it, so. You don't know who made it? There's four of us here, so we obviously don't know. Fucking stupid, fucking ignorant high school kids. Okay, bye. I want to speak to the fucking Bye. Man. Okay. 
But I like how these uh, these young people just ask him to leave after he drops, you stupid fucking ignorant high school bitch. I mean, that's a pretty strong string. He could very easily have just walked out at this point, okay? Because she's just saying goodbye to him. And she's the fighter of the bunch. This one at the front is trying to keep a cool head, and the, the one in the blue, she's ready to kick the fuck out of him. No, I don't care. Oh, that's a tough-ass chick right here. She's like, fuck you. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Fuck you. Fuck you. I got the fucking telephone. Get the fuck right out. He still could have left. Bye. Shut up. You shut up. You're not gonna tell me to shut up. The fuck? Who are you? Who are you? Fucking immigrant loser. What? Fuck you. Oh, that you see, that's it. That's it. On all the things he said, these these four are like, we're woke. That's the worst thing you can say to anyone alive. Get the fuck out! Get the fuck out! Get the fuck out! You're going to jail! You're going to jail, you racist piece of shit! Oh, I feel bad. They're struggling. All right, well, this guy's life is over. He was arrested. He's, uh... Oh, my God. This dude is so fucked. Um, let's see here. I'm screwing everything up. He was, he ended up being arrested and lost his job. I think he's like some type of investor or some shit. Um, my God. Yeah. He, he, he works in the financial sector. He's a, a higher up with some type of, uh, some type of um, investment team or investment company or something like that. And he was arrested and fired from his job over this. My God. Oh, just like that. It's all over a Merrill Lynch advisor. I imagine this is quite an excellent uh, living. This man makes. For Merrill Lynch. Financial advisor from Connecticut. Expense. I guarantee you this guy probably pulls in three bills a year. Minimum. He was arrested. Fired. 48-year-old James Ionazzo. Charged with a hate crime. Following a chaotic scene at Robux in Fairfield. Just before 2.30 p.m. Saturday. A uh, wild encounter erupted after an irate Ionazzo had returned to the store after earlier ordering a smoothie that supposedly contained peanuts, which caused his highly allergic son um, to have a reaction and require hospitalization. According to cops, Ionazzo ordered the drink without peanut butter, but didn't mention to employees that his son had an allergy. That's the difference. Uh, the big lash out, fucking stupid, fucking ignorant high school kids. Spokesman for Merrill, Merrill Lynch told the Post, New York Post, that Ionaza was fired from the wealth management firm a day later as a result of the incident. 
Our company does not tolerate behavior of this kind. We immediately investigated and taken action. This individual is no longer employed at our firm. He'd been there for like 20 years. Managing director. He initially turned himself in after fleeing the store before authorities arrived. He later admitted to police he went back to the store after becoming upset about his son's severe allergic reaction, according to authorities. His attorney, Frank J. Riccio, said in a statement that his client had stressed to the staff that the drink couldn't contain peanuts. His son, okay, yeah, right, we got that. No, he said no peanut butter. Um, this is his fault. You should not be, you should be more careful if you're buying food away from the home if a person has a severe peanut allergy, in my opinion. When faced with a dire situation, Mr. Ionazzo's parental instinct kicked in and he acted out of anger and fear. Yes, he is not a racist and deeply regrets his statement and actions during a moment of extreme emotion. Well, who knows? He was charged with intimidation based on bigotry or bias, breach of peace and criminal trespass. I wonder if these are felony charges. God, in a blink of an eye. Blink of an eye. It's over. (laughs) Rage is such a powerful thing. Look at what it did. It has destroyed him. It's over. Oh. You, I mean, later on, we're probably going to hear that he, he threw himself out of a window. My God. How in this day and age can you be so oblivious to the most devastating weapon? It is a toss-up right now between... Uh, weapons in the world what is more destructive a nuclear bomb or a cell phone both can kill you quickly you must learn everything is joy every response is smile it can be nothing outside of that nothing Kate says, I would have never, ever purchased a GD smoothie due to cross-contamination issues. I agree. I don't know anyone. Well, I don't have anyone in my immediate family who has that type of issue. But I would never, ever leave that to chance. So you're letting high school children uh, be... uh, You're going to, with that severe of a peanut allergy, hope that they're perfect? Oh, Never, ever would I live like that. This is this fucking idiot's fault. He's a a reckless fucking fool. And an absolute shithead human being. You know he has been this uh, 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 mean and destructive to his family. What a what a disgrace to humanity this guy is. And and how can how could he have uh, 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 let him his family down in such a way with that abhorrent behavior 
knowing that how devastating it could be for him. And he kept going. He kept going. If you'd have just called him a fucking bitch and left. Holy shit. And if you would have uh, gone in there with the kill him with kindness approach, he probably could have sued Robux for millions of dollars for them not taking the care that they needed to for preparing the smoothie in preparing the smoothie correctly. What a fucking scumbag. Holy shit. Thank you to Matt for sending that story in. I appreciate I appreciate that very much. Uh, please, if you do see a story that is worth talking about on the Eric Zane Show podcast, send it along. I would love to hear from you. Your, your help has been instrumental in this podcast getting off the ground. Uh, well, I mean, Jesus, it's been uh, getting off the ground and staying aloft uh, for more than three years. So thank you very much. All right. I got to take a break and check on the NFK and go tinkle. Okay. I got to do that. Before I do that, though, um, I have an update on the asshole judge. Remember the asshole judge who yelled at that poor old man uh, in his 70s who can't is sick with cancer and the chemotherapy is making him violently ill? Uh, and he, he let his house go, like his weeds overrun, in a shitty neighborhood of uh, Hamtramck, Michigan, near Detroit, and the judge just blistered him. I have an update. That judge won asshole of the day last week, one day. I think I know who asshole of the day is going to be this week or today, but uh, who knows. Um, Before I do that, though, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage invites you to reach out to Mario. If you uh, are in need of a mortgage, okay, anywhere in the U.S., there are a few exceptions, of course, South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Okay, so... Let's say you've gotten mortgages in the past and you're very happy with whom you've dealt with. That's that's perfect. That's quite all right. Uh, would you just, though, um, do me a favor and call Mario and see what he says? Because then you're kind of like comparison shopping on this amazing service of having a mortgage professional help you. Okay? You may be missing out on some things that could be afforded to you that you just don't know about. So... Uh, do your diligence and reach out to Mario whenever you are in the market for a refi, first mortgage, 10th mortgage, whatever it may be, 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035. Mortgage rates are still historically low, and uh, but they're not going to last, uh, stay that low forever. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Horizon Hydroponics invites you to reach out to them for any of your uh, growing adventures as you're uh, uh, getting ready. Well, you should be right now uh, getting set to grow your plants that you will plant on Mother's Day. If you're a, a person who grows indoors, like right about now is the time, according to what John from Horizon Hydroponics told me. Your seedlings are getting going, and then you're going to... Uh, yeah, he, he gave me a trick because uh, he had me grow pot in here one time. Back when I was on the radio, it grew about three inches and then it died because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, you, take, you gave me these seeds and you put it into a wet paper towel 
and then you put it into a Ziploc bag and put it on top of your refrigerator for like 10 days. And then you, you lift it off of there and then you look at it and there's like a little greeny thing fucking growing out of it. And then you put it in a little cup and you put the lights on it and it was in this room and then, wow, it's growing. Well, you know, by the time you do all that, you're going to have four foot plants that you're going to put into the ground on Mother's Day and get ready. You're going to be King Harvest when it comes uh, time for the harvest. Holy crap. Everything you need is at HorizonHydroponics.com, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, Hydroponics.com. That idea of um, THC and I think the term is cannabinoids being helpful in preventing COVID as a treatment is gaining a lot of traction. And I'm looking to some of you pothead zaniacs who every chance you get are burning uh, for not getting COVID. That actually may be a thing. We are establishing right now that cannabinoids, THC, and the vaccine treatment are turning into quite an arsenal of weaponry against COVID. That is incredible. Horizonhydroponics.com. Not peer-reviewed yet. <laughs> But there is evidence to point that this does work. <laughs> Holy crap. Of course. It's all based on our health, apparently, is based on harvesting pot and saving the environment. Everything will be made from hemp. Did you know that Henry Ford once made a car out of hemp? It's true. Look it up. Didn't really catch on. But he did. Henry Ford was a pioneer who made a car out of hemp. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. They're making, uh, they're going through an expansion right now. And my God, uh, if you need your vehicle repaired to keep it running right and on the road, call upon Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Oh, one beautiful sign. They, you know, that's, that's like the upgraded sign. They used to have two signs, one for the auto repair, one for hybrid and EV, you know, but now it's just one thing and it looks great. Thank you. Irvine's auto repair, Grand Rapids hybrid and EV. Wordy, but I mean, that's what it is. Irvine's.com is their website. Call them when you are in need. 616-532-6600. You can drop it off on Sunday at 10 p.m. Nobody would be there, but you just drop your key in the drop box. Write down what, you, what's, what, it, what noise it's making, what rattle, what hum. They'll get back to you. We've discovered this, this, and this. Do you maybe a phone call to explain it more? You approve the work. They fix it. You pay online. Yeah, hey, I can't be there till Sunday or a Tuesday at 10 p.m. to pick it up. No problem. Your key will be in the lockbox. We'll give you the code which is constantly changing, uh, get your keys and off you go. If you like, you can utilize one of their rental vehicles. Nice. Get you from point A to point B, no problem, without any uh, messing up of your work week. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Want to check on the NFK. Don't leave. I'll be back. Okay, so you need to know that when I went away to check on the NFK, 
Uh, he was in need. We had an issue, and I was away from the Twitch live stream for a significant time trying to put together uh, a solution to a problem, and I will discuss that as we pick it up right here. All right. Well, that was crazy. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. In fact, I want to wait until uh, we get a handful more of you in here. You know, it's not like I'm not like I'm breaking any records with thousands of people enjoying this uh, show. But oh man, um, so I'll just get into it when. We got our um, little uh, packet of things for the NFK for his recovery care from home. One of the things was all the medicines. And in particular, uh, I, I'm in charge of that. So he, it takes pain pills, a narcotic hydrocodone and a muscle relaxer. And um, uh, those two medicines say at the, you know, it says, do not take these for more than five days. The muscle relaxer and the pain pill. The rest, it says, take when needed. But the muscle relaxer and the pain pill, it says, don't take these for more than five days. So yesterday was the fifth day. And leading up to that, I had a, uh, reduce the amount of medicine um, so you know by like half so I didn't have like crazy withdrawals or anything like that. I don't know. I just did what they told me to do. They said, don't give it to him that medicine after five days. Well, then I started giving him Tylenol for pain instead. And uh, but that was crazy because I went downstairs just now. To see him, and he is in tears. He is in absolute distress, in pain. And his pain is actually in his arms. And so he can't, he's confused. He doesn't know what's going on. He's actually desperately in, in desperate, desperate pain. And I go, ah, okay. Um, so I'm going to call the nurse. The first thing I do, though, is I get a pain pill. And I give him the pain pill right away. But before that, uh, the pain pills are not where the pain pills are supposed to be. So I'm like, who the fuck touched the pain pills? Why would any... I, I'm in charge of all of this shit. Why did someone decide to clean the fucking house? So I send a text. I call Diana. No answer. And I write, 911, call me now. She calls. I go, where's his fucking pain, medica uh, pain medication? Oh, I just put it away. I go, Why? Well, because he's not on it anymore. I go, well, yeah, but I mean, first of all, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, what if he does need it? Second of all, why wouldn't you fucking tell me where it is? I mean, why would you hide it on me? Why do women do this? You fucking hide shit on your men. She does that with my wallet. She like hides it. Hide, I'm going to hide. No, don't hide anything. Let me know. You Okay, you can hide it. Just tell me where you're putting it. Oh, it's up behind the stapler in the computer. 
get the medicine. Give it to Kevin. He's crying. Uh, I call the uh, the nurse. I'm on hold forever. I come back here. I tell you, I got to stop. I'll come back or whatever. I, I come back here, shut this down. And uh, they go, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the muscle relaxer and the pain medication is is supposed to continue. And for those of you that are just getting in here, you're going to have to go back up. You have to go back up and fill in the blanks. Um, so that was a mistake on their part. They, he should never have stopped uh, taking that pain medication. They go, oh, no, no, no. Uh, he's having that pain because those, those uh, nerves that are manipulated in the, in the surgery uh, shoot impulses down to those hands, arms, his hands and arms, and that's, that's what's causing the pain. Um, he needs to stay on those medications. And I go, well, okay, but just so you know, whoever wrote this up said that he should not be on these medications anymore. She goes, yeah, yeah, I know that's a mistake. I'm like, well, what, what a fucking thing to make it. That's why, that's when it's okay to throw fucking smoothies. Well, no, it should never be okay to do that. I go, oh my God. Well, I mean, talk about a, uh, she goes, oh no, he's going to refill his uh, pain medication several times. And, and he's going to be taking that pain medication for, for weeks. I go, oh, my God. She goes, oh, no, no. When, it, when it's time to get off the pain medication, we will do, tell you how to get off of it gradually. But, no, you don't stop the pain medication or the muscle relaxers. I go, okay. Well, just so you know, whoever gave me the discharge work told me the opposite. The exact opposite. And now... He is in terrible distress. He is crying. It hurts so bad. I go, and and I know this much, as well as you know, once the medicine has left the system, which it has, it's tough to get on top of the pain. She goes, yes. I go, well, so now here we are. This is terrible. She goes, yeah. Um. So... Gave him his meds, uh, put an ice pack on his wound. Oh, God. Ugh. And Diana has bragged about his pain threshold. And he's weeping. I'm like, oh, my God, you poor man. So that I just feel like shit right now. Oh, my God. So let's laugh. Let's crack some jokes. Holy shit. I got back Diana back on the phone. I'm like, hey, uh, I mean, I didn't uh, mean to lose my shit on you, but I mean, she goes, yeah, I know. I just, uh, just one of those things. I just wanted to get them away. I just wanted to get the medicine away. And I go, well, it's not like we have kids running around here. They're going to fucking sell it in the black market. Just leave it there. I didn't want to mix it up. And Kevin's worried about getting addicted. And then he had to hear the nurse say, no, he's not going to get addicted. It doesn't work quite like that. Keep taking those pain pain meds. Fuck. So now everything's all fucked up. Unbelievable. It's completely messed up the schedule. And he's in pain. So I'm bummed out. I feel like it's my fault. It's, It's not, but... You know, you just feel bad when something like that happens. Okay. Let's press on as best that we can.
Stand by. Stand by. That was nonsense. That judge who gave the old timer so much shit on the Zoom. Remember her? Let's see if I can get her here. Aha. Yes. She is in deep shit. This would be Judge Alexis Crot. What a name. For a total bitch. Judge Crot. Screaming at the old man. And her son and his son. Because he, uh, the weeds grew a little bit on his house. Now, I mean, frankly, Hamtramck's a shithole. I mean, my God. And so this guy is uh, going through cancer treatment. The chemotherapy is making him very, very ill. He can hardly do anything. And so somehow he got in trouble for not mowing, uh, chopping down the weeds or whatever. I mean, it's big. It looks it looks ridiculous, the amount of weeds. It looks like a fucking... I'm waiting to hear a run through the jungle by Creedence Clearwater Revival, you know, and a couple Viet Cong to come out from... Uh, behind the fucking shrubbery. Now she has uh, figured out somehow that this is a problem. A Michigan judge who berated an older cancer patient for not mowing the weeds said she was quote, very embarrassed in an apology note. And she has reported herself to a commission that investigates misconduct by judges. What a stupid world that is. The fact that she has to turn herself in for anything to happen to her bitch ass. I apologize to the person who appeared before me and to our entire community. I don't understand how you can suddenly have an about face like this. You can't. She All the facts that she is, um, um, uh, is saying she's aware of in this apology, she was aware of. During that first proceeding, you knew all of that and you couldn't um, uh, show any degree of uh, empathy for this man at all. I apologize to the person who appeared before me and to our entire community for having failed to meet the high standards that we expect of our judicial officials and that I expect of myself. Hamtramck District Judge Alexis Crott said in a statement, the judge said she, quote, acted, word new word for your old pal, Eric, intemperately, adding that she was very embarrassed that I did so. You see, if you're going to come come clean with the public and say you're sorry and all this stuff, you can't use words like intemperately. You need to say, I'm a fucking asshole. I am a crazy bitch. That's all you can do. She uh she said I made a mistake. Yeah, I I I've always hated made a mistake. And you're like the guy who throws the smoothie. He'll probably say at some point, "Hey, I I made a mistake." 
Uh, a mistake is um, uh, missing your turn on the interstate or uh, bumping into someone. Mistake to me denotes accident. When your behavior is in focus, that's not a mistake. I'm not sure how to actually describe it, but what I do know is it's not a mistake. Okay. Crot hounded the 72-year-old man named Burhan Chowdhury of Hamtramck for leaving the weeds outside the home unkept. That's totally inappropriate. You should be ashamed of yourself. Crot could be heard yelling in the video. If I could give you jail time on this, I would. Chowdhury appeared to have trouble breathing and told Crot that he failed to maintain his yard because his cancer treatments are making him weak. And then she said, if I could throw you in jail, I would. <laughs> what an asshole. She said in her statement that she had reported herself to the Judicial Tenure Commission to be investigated because it was, quote, the right thing to do. I will continue to hold myself to the standards I set for others, she wrote. Well, you know what? I don't have enough information here. I would need to know how this change of heart came because I seriously doubt, Judge Crot, that um, uh, you, you, you lost sleep over this. You probably, as a power-hungry, see-you-next-Tuesday bitch judge, loved it. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if after you did that, to this poor old man that you went and masturbated uh, violently with like a stapler inside of you because you were so turned on by the power that you have. You're a sick animal. Boy, that just took a weirdo turn. But man, I cannot stand that bitch. What an asshole. All right. This exchange needs to be discussed. Because it's hilarious. The other day, well, it was Thursday night. Uh, Trump appeared on Hannity. These two go back. They're pals. No big deal. If, uh, if Trump shows up on, uh, on Hannity. But there was a moment that was uh, kind of become quite hilarious and i don't think frankly enough people are talking about it quote from hannity i want america to do well i really do with all my heart and i the only way that i see that he could change course is as the wall street journal pointed out today rightly so there's no course correction with president joe biden he seems locked into every one of these failed policies so, you know, you know, you keep banging your head against the wall. Why would you expect a different result? Trump. So we would have had the wall completed in three weeks. It was largely completed. We did almost 500 miles of wall in the southern border. It was really working. It really had an impact. And we were working along with Mexico and Guatemala and Honduras. We were... El Salvador, all these countries, we were working. Now, you might be like, what the fuck? Wait, huh? Hannity was suggesting that Biden being stubborn 
and not changing any course with his policies that haven't worked or have failed in his eyes or maybe everybody's eyes doesn't matter in this case. The fact of the matter is the point of the story is Hannity using the metaphor Biden banging his head against the wall. Trump picked up on the word wall and started to talk about the fucking border wall. Before I go any further, let me make this clear. This author uh, writes, this is a real exchange, and that's how it occurred between the former president and Hannity on planet Earth. And yes, I double-checked because it reads like a bad parody. It was that sudden. So, you know, you know, you keep banging your head against the wall. Why would you expect a different result? Discussing the failed Biden policies. Trump starts talking about the fucking border wall. Okay, now I'm just gonna. I'm taking directly from the article now. Hannity is talking about what he believes to be Biden's in. I can't. I don't know this word. In trans. In trans. Uh, I, I can't even say it. Intransigence regarding the best policies to move the country forward, and wondering <clears throat> why. He has to keep giving Biden a chance to succeed when it's re- readily apparent to him that Biden will not. To make the point about his frustration, he reaches for a metaphor about banging one's head against a wall. Trump misses it. All the former president appears to hear is wall. And so he goes into his normal riff about how the U.S. built a great border wall with Mexico and how it was working better than anyone ever thought it would. Sidebar, Trump's claims about the wall are... Wait for it. Hugely exaggerated. What's even more remarkable, or maybe not, given Hannity's willingness to bow and scrape at the altar of Trump, is that the host never interjects or tries to steer him back to his initial question, you know, to avoid him looking like an asshole. I mean, if he's a friend of Trump, you're going to want to say, wait, what what just happened here? I mean, I mean, I, I, and to be fair, I don't know if there's any... Uh, appropriate way out of this. Trump has picked up the wall word and, and talked about his stupid fucking wall. Hannity can either ignore or say, Mr. President, um, no, no, no. I, I, uh, I was just using a metaphor there when I said wall or I mean, I don't even know. Holy shit. The host never uh, interjects and tries to steer Trump back to his initial question, which had zero to do with the border wall and everything to do with Biden's alleged stubbornness and if an inefficiency. I mean, Hannity serves it up for him. He's, he's talking about uh, Biden hasn't been able to do shit and he's so stubborn and he's still staying the course despite having losing all steam. I mean, my God, the whole voting rights thing blew up in his fucking face with two Democratic senators voting against him. I mean, this is served up on a tee, and Trump fucks it up. In fact, Trump's wall answer extends to 450 words, at the end of which Hannity says simply, you know, you started with international foreign affairs. Let's stay on that. Did he? (laughs) This, of course, an utterly ridiculous back and forth, but it is illustrative of the fact that conservative media of which Hannity is one of the leading lights, is actively enabling Trump. 
It's now I, I can't even go that far because this is such a horrific thing that happened. And Hannity, you know, he probably realizes that there's no right way to do this without making Trump look like the stupid fuck that he is here. None. It may have been the most prudent thing to do to just ignore it. But what a what a sequence here. What a disaster. It is clear within seconds of when Trump starts talking that he's badly misunderstood the question, but rather than gently attempt to steer the former president back on course, Hannity just lets Trump talk and talk. The former president delivers a nonsensical word salad, excuse me, that touched on, among other things, the Olympics, Ukraine, and Kim Jong-un. Ultimately, Hannity will just let Trump say and do whatever he wants because doing anything else would run the risk of angering him. And Hannity's livelihood is built on having a close relationship with Trump. And round and round we go. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, holy shit. That is spectacular. My God. What a sequence. By the way. It's looking more and more like this Russia thing. Russia is going to invade. And I can't help but shake the sinking feeling that this has the potential to become a world war. A world ground war. Um, the effort of uh, if anybody decided to lob a nuke, the um, uh, guaranteed destruction of both sides would be, uh, well, assured, mutually assured destruction. This is extremely, extremely dire right now with Russia wanting Ukraine. And I heard this morning and read this morning that bound by NATO agreements, the United States has to defend Ukraine. My God, I pray, I pray that this gets in check. But as we speak, um, family members and, um, and whatnot at uh, stationed at embassies in Ukraine and, and people that work there that are American citizens are being ordered out of the country right now as we speak. Holy shit. If, you, if you're doing that, it's coming. It's coming. My God. I'm a little alarmed by this. Well, I'm more than a little alarmed. I'm very concerned about this. This is, this is bad. Very, very bad. Well, at least we got Joe Biden leading the charge. <laughs> Just take him out of office. Okay. Throw him in the hot tub and put the angry woman in charge. We're fucked. We're just fucked. Unbelievable. <clears throat> Vincent Fernier, Eric Zaitunian, 2024. Vince and Eric, 2024. Would you guys vote for me if I ran for office? I would not run under any political party 
I would run under the party of Eric. Stevie says, what was the deal with the M&Ms over the weekend? I am going to get to that story. Am I getting to that? Um, I'm going to get to that on the Patreon. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go check on the NFK again. Kind of a weird show today. We'll get there. All right. Before I do, though, uh, when it comes to your taxes, I highly recommend TAG Accounting. Troy Ginzer, certified public accountant, wants to do your personal return. Regardless of what you've done in the past, if you would have Troy do it, first of all, you'll be saving a ton of time. You're knowing 100% that it is absolutely as accurate as it can possibly be. And the potential for you getting the most money possible, you will get the most money possible back from the government on this year's tax return. That I can promise you. Tag accounting. Reach out to the tax hobbit no matter where you are in America. Several ways you can do this. 616-301-9516. PJ or Barb will likely pick up the phone. You say, Eric Zane sent me. I'd like my personal taxes done by Troy. They will handle the rest. Or go to tagcpa.net. And uh, on the website, there is that phone number, in case you missed it, and an email. You can send an email there and say the same thing. The most important thing with all these sponsors is say my name. Tag accounting. In 10 days, we will gather at Bosco's Pub. 3380 Chicago Drive, Hudsonville, Michigan. For our next super spreader event, February 4th, that's a Friday, 4 p.m. before the hockey game, we, we are all meeting at Bosco's Pub. If you could, send me an email with an RSVP, subject line Bosco's, or answer on Zaniacs United Facebook page that you are coming. There is an invite there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bosco's Pub for lunch, Wednesday through Saturday, starting at 11.30 a.m. Uh, for dinner time starting or on uh, Monday and Tuesday. So for lunch or dinner, uh, or just having a drink, Wednesday through Saturday, close on Sunday, Bosco's Pub, home of the award-winning Olive Burger, which I love. I love their food, great burgers, uh, great wraps, salads, things like that. Uh, yeah, not the most in-depth menu, but if you want a burger and a beer for a great price and you will be 100% satisfied, you will love Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan, part of Terra Square. Okay. And then, of course, my uh, pal Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. If you or someone you know is turning 65 or currently utilizing the Medicare system, you need Frank. Have him do a checkup on what you have with your Medicare policy. 
Uh, he could he could uh, very well upgrade it for you and save you money in the process. He is an expert on Medicare Advantage plans. Call or text Frank, 616-914-4070. Mention me right away, and good luck. Well, you don't need luck. Reach out to Frank and talk to him. can also help you uh, navigating healthcare.gov, your workplace insurance, or uh, even a life insurance policy. I can't say enough, stress enough, that if you are married or uh, have kids or, or whatnot, um, it is a great idea to get a life insurance policy because if something happens to you and you leave them in the lurch, oh my God, that's rough. Don't do that. Get a life insurance policy. Okay. Um, I don't know why my music bed stopped last time. I'll get your fucking skirt off. This thing is jacking with me, man. I have no idea why my music bed croaked last time. But anyway, I'll just use the Jimmy music bed. Hopefully it plays more than once. I'm going to go check on Kevin. Side note, what does it mean when you write, Mitch, we heard Diana earlier, Zane, we heard Diana earlier just saying, that's one of these out of context things that I can, I'm racking my brain as to what in the world you're referring to. I, I, I don't get it. Can you explain that to me? I'll come back and check it. Yeah. Um, okay. My man is doing much better. Put an ice pack on the, uh, <clears throat> Jimmy says I'm starting to hate my own song. I put an ice pack on the incision on the back of his neck and that is helping tamp it down immediately. Uh, he said, quote, this ain't on you, dude. I go, the, oh, yeah, I, I, I know, man. It's, he goes, it's on the, and he, the, the hospital is called Blodgett. He goes, it's on those Blodgett fucker. F rhymes with Baggett fucks. Blodgett fucker Baggett fucks. Quote. Uh, score one to the NFK stink files because he said, I ain't taking a shower today. So now I'm like, oh, God. I go, well, no, no, you're just sitting there. I go, I agree. I'm like, everything's a judo maneuver for me right now. It's all about pick your battles. Hell, he went uh, 10 months without a shower. This is going to be uh, fucking great. Go no problem, no problem at all. You just stay there, lay low. You watch some TV. I'll keep. I'll repump these meds into you. I'll keep the ice pack on. I got you. Don't worry about a thing. 
That was pathetic. He's crying. A poor guy's crying for fuck's sake. He was in dire straits when I went down there. I knew I was in trouble because I was walking down the steps and he goes, Eric, Eric, I need an N.A. I'm going to get an N.A. I'll be right back. I'm going to get an N.A. I'm not kidding you. Kyle Fade. Kyle Fade. This is how I deal with stress. For a brief moment there, it's like alcohol. I don't recommend this if you're uh, recovering from alcoholism. If you're a recovering alcoholic. Works for me. I like it. And I don't get drunk. Uh, crazy ass show crazy ass things going on all right a couple more uh, topics that i want to get to first of all it's, it's popped into my head when i was walking down the steps the fact that um the buffalo bills i mean i hadn't really watched a lot of their uh games ever excuse me i'll be burping for the rest of the show this quarterback, Josh Allen, what an absolute battering ram. Um, the willingness to just run like Mike Allstott, like a fullback, and just crush people when he when they try to tackle him. I that was incredible. The one guy for the Chiefs tried to tackle him, and when he hit him, he he like knocked him out. The guy's like, ah. It's like unconscious. He hit him so hard. He knocked the shit out of him. Oh my God. It was so excellent. If I was running the team, I'd be like, yeah, every play he has to get the ball. Either hand it off to him, throw him a pass, or he's the quarterback running it. I mean, every single play, he's that crazy great. Oh my God. Just awesome. All right. There's our Trump story. On to this story. Uh, Okay. This lady, she hates masks, as, you know, a lot of people do. Uh, But she's amping up her game when it comes to the local school board meeting. That's where the, the good shit happens in the world. When he issued an executive order that allows any parent to ignore a school mask mandate for their child. So listen to what happened last night at a school board meeting in Page County when a parent named Amelia King addressed the board. No mask mandates. My child, my children will not come to school on Monday with a mask on. All right. That's not happening. And I will bring every single gun loaded and ready to I I will call every that's three minutes. Whoa. Okay. So the that, that's three minutes. I will bring loaded guns to school. What? What the fuck is wrong with you? Board cut her off after she used up her allotted time to speak. According to a board member, King later emailed the board an apology saying she was speaking metaphorically and had no intention of causing harm. Oh bullshit. Come on. Just own it, you stupid sick bitch. 
No, yeah, I, I, seriously, I'm going to shoot up the school. The Larray Police Department and Page County Commonwealth's attorney, they are investigating. The police department has contacted state and federal law enforcement agencies as well, and both the Larray Police Department and Page County Sheriff's Office are boosting patrols at schools. And make no mistake, that was something that might have been a political difference, and it turned into a casual statement involving violence. Understandably, this has a lot of parents concerned. Our Matthew Torres spoke with some of them today. Matthew this is the most diverse newscast I've ever seen. What are they telling you? I just can't believe the short-sightedness by the parent to say, yeah, I'm going to load up my guns and bring them to school. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know. It, and it just sounded weird. She says, I'm going to get every gun loaded and bring it to school or whatever the fuck she said. Do you mean like every gun that's ever been made? Or because uh, I don't know. You just don't strike me as a type that has a gun. Boy, we've seen a lot of really, really uh, uh, horrible bits of decision making by 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 adults uh, in this show. The uh, fucking guy who threw the smoothie career ended her i can promise you there'll be some serious ramifications holy shit the stupid things people do my god we have um we live in a golden age of stupidity right now i mean it, it has never ever been better to do uh what i do for a living to be able to talk about the mangled brains on the people that exist in the world today. It's absolutely spectacular. Okay. Uh, more stupidity. This one takes us to the uh, story of the passing of Kobe Bryant. And uh, Kobe's widow, um, you know, she uh, she lost Kobe and she also lost her, uh, her daughter. I believe the name is uh, Gigi in that horrible uh, helicopter crash. Um, and after that happened, though, authorities showed up on the scene and they, they, you know, they were taking close-up photographs of body parts, like the worst thing imaginable. They're like, here's Kobe's foot, and this is uh, his forehead, and here's his jaw. Oh my God, here's Kobe's ear. Here's half of another of Kobe's ear. Here's Kobe's dick. And they've got like, you know, like when you take so many pictures, it makes a catalog, you know, it like it has its own spot on your phone. These pieces of shit took so many photographs of the kid and Kobe that it was like a big album. So that, like, if, if time were to pass, it would, you know, it gives you memories and it takes all your photos and puts them to, like, a, a fucking uh, a whimsical song and you, you click it and you can watch. You could actually do that with so many pictures. A phone made a picture book of the body parts of Kobe and the other victims of that crash site. They, they were not supposed to do that. And um, then they went and went to the bar and they, they started to uh, uh, show the pictures to, like, the other guys at the bar. Picture, like, um, you know, uh, a bunch of cops or firemen together or EMTs having a drink after cleaning up the big mess. Like, hey, look what I got. Graphic images of Kobe and Gianna Bryan after their deaths in a helicopter crash were shown off at bars and in awards ceremony. 
according to legal documents filed in federal court. Mrs. Bryant, Vanessa, is suing the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, the Fire Department, the county, the eight cops over the photos, alleging invasion of privacy and negligence. She filed the suit back in September of 2020 after uh, reports uh, that officials were taking and sharing photos of human remains from that incident. Nine people who died in the incident, including Kobe and the 13-year-old Gianna Bryant. Um, A statement filed by Bryant's attorney, Luis Lee, said that close-up photos of the remains were passed around on at least 28 sheriff department devices. Oh. They're like sending them, hey, well, look at this one. And by at least a dozen firefighters. Man, it's more widespread than what I thought it was. I thought it was kind of like one cop. That's how I remember this. And then like the boss, the chief said, give me your phone and then deleted them. Yeah, no more out of you. No more of you taking uh, pictures of uh, Kobe Bryant and showing them around at the bar. It's also shown that county defendants engaged in a cover-up, destroying the direct forensic evidence of their misconduct and requiring extensive circumstantial evidence to establish the full extent of the misconduct because they they got, like I said, they were deleting the pictures. That's amazing that, well, no, I shouldn't say it's amazing because if that many people saw it, somebody's going to sing, and they did. I mean, if you're going to do something like this, let's say you're the one guy who took the pictures. Let's just say for the for this discussion, it's one person on the scene there who takes those pictures. And now all, no one knows you've taken the pictures. You've got them on your phone and no one knows it. Shut the fuck up. You got to lay low for like a long time. Or else trouble is going to happen and you won't be able to take advantage of this. If there is another famous person who dies and you are law enforcement, this is what you need to do. Get there quickly. Get those pictures taken. Don't let anybody see you doing it. And then hide the phone and wait for like 10 years. And then publish a coffee table book with and, you know, publish it on all the uh, CD websites, facesofdeath.com, and you can sell the Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant and the rest of the dead people uh, photos on a giant, enormous, oversized book that you just put right on the coffee table. You will make billions of dollars and no one will be the wiser. And you can do it under like, you can like hide it that way. Somehow, this is all stupid. None of that would happen. It's a ridiculous idea and a concept. And I'm sorry I even brought it up. That is so stupid. Patriot Nick says, holy shit, you're back. And I didn't get a notification. Yeah. It's been a, you got to go back and hear what happened. (laughs) It's not good. Not good at all. Oh, don't be a scumbag and allow the dead to be respected. That's true. That he they could have also have done that, but you know, in this day and age, no one is going to do that. I'm telling you, the cell phone, Nick, has made it so people are like this. The fact and not not the cell phone, the smartphone, okay? Uh being able to take a picture on your phone because 
Um, if all we had was a fucking disposable camera, no one would walk around with that. The phone is the root of all evil these days. It's also awesome. Um, in the court documents, Brian's attorneys also proposed a witness list for the trial, which is set to happen over 15 days in February. Um, the list includes two private citizens who had, who had said submitted separate complaints describing the crash photos being shown in public. Uh, Bryant's filings said that um, one of the people being accused was attending the 2020 Golden Mike Awards uh, less than a month after the crash. There, um, it was said, former L.A. County Fire Department PIO Tony Imbrenda talking about the photos and showing them to others. What an asshole. Mendez said that Joey, uh, Joey Cruz, a former deputy trainee at the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, showed him and bartender Victor Gutierrez the photos at his bar two days after the crash. The county defended itself by saying the photos were not posted online or seen by the public except for the incident at the bar, the lawsuit says. Hmm. And that might hold water. I don't know if I want to publicly say that. I mean, you look like kind of an asshole if you're the county saying, yeah, maybe, but they weren't seen online, so it's cool. If that's what you're saying, if that's what you're using as, yeah, yeah, no, no, we're not guilty of this because we just showed him at the bar. No big deal. The photos were swiftly deleted. Um, I don't believe that. I believe that those photos exist. Officials said that the photos were swiftly deleted and that neither Mendez nor uh, Weirder had actually seen them. They either overheard something from 20 feet away or were told by someone what they had been told by someone else. This is not proper evidence, the response said, which may be true. It's still fucking terrible. Last month, the federal judge rejected the county's request to throw out Brian's lawsuit. So it is going to go to trial. Okay. Let me show of hands. If someone says, I have the Kobe Bryant crash site photos. Would you resist the urge to see those and turn that away? Or would you look at those? You know, I shoot you straight. I would, I would rush. I would rush to open that up. I, you wouldn't be able to stop me. I wish I was at that bar. You know? I mean, I, I am, yeah. But it's weird, though, because it's a still picture, I would. But, like, when the guy got his head cut off, Daniel Pearl, I didn't watch that. I wouldn't watch that. I don't know why. Um, something about the actual, he was alive and you're watching him become dead. I can't do that. But if it were the Bryant pictures, I'd look at that. I don't know why. Don't judge me. Don't, don't judge me. 
Uh, I'd look just because it's Kobe. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, if it's if it's famous or a fantastic death, like the video of the guy on the motorcycle, all day I was pumping my fist. That was incredible. Yes, all about it. Corey says, I would like to think I'd refuse them, but I know I'd look. I appreciate your honesty. Joey says, I would try and resist, but I think curiosity would get the best of me. And that is okay. That is all right. We should be allowed to look. These pictures should be released because we're all curious. They should be a coffee table book. I saw a picture of one of those Colorado school shooters that blew his head off. Ugh. Yeah, I'd probably look at that too. Crazy. We are so weird. Oh my God. Nick says, not judging you. I wouldn't look. We need to respect those that have passed regardless of who or what they did. Yeah, I know. I know. Did you ever see the one of uh, uh, Mussolini and his wife hanging from the bridge? Oh, they like left him out there for like days. People like throwing shit at him. Fucking terrible. Okay. So that's that. Megan, not about it. Puppies and unicorns for me. Chris Denham, thanks for the sub, Patriot Nick. So, Chris, he gave you that one. If you have an Amazon Prime account, what you do is when you go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live, which is how you watch this, there's a little red, there was a big red button that says Twitch Prime. You click that thing and using your Amazon Prime, if you have it, you sign up that way. A lot of people have Amazon Prime, so that's why I repeat it as much as I do. Okay. Well, it's been a wild-ass day. Um, any relief? Pooh Bear. Hold on a second. Man, you wouldn't have believed it. When she hid that medicine, when she because I had all of his medicines in one spot. And so... I was under the impression because of the uh, directions from the hospital that after five days, he doesn't shouldn't be taking the narcotics anymore, the pain medication. That was, in fact, not true. So uh, he was in dire pain. When I spoke to the nurse, the nurse said, oh, no, he has to he has to be on that for quite some time. He's not getting off of it until we direct him to be off of it. And then when we get him off of it, we will reduce it appropriately. You, you, you were given bad info. Get him on the medicine. I'm like, oh, my God. Holy fuck. So I'm like, well, where the fuck did the medicine go? Where's the, where's the Norco? And, uh, you know, I, I call Queen of the Forest. I'm busy. I'm like, no, no, 911, emergency. And that's when you heard her. Hello? Because the phone talked to the iPad, which is hooked up to here. Holy shit. And I go, well, what the fuck are you hiding it for? Why does everything have to be hidden? Well, we weren't using it anymore. Well, the t- oh, okay, but you got to at least, can you at least voice that? Can you give me a heads up that, hey, in the, in the event of breakthrough pain, the narcotics are here. Corey, you'll have to go back and listen to it. It's, it's stellar. It's a stellar story. We had a fucking nightmare meltdown. The NFK in tears. 
Tears, I tell you. Oh. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, we must conclude this show, though. We must conclude. I still have the Patreon uh, bonus podcast to get to. Gonna be a long day for your old pal, Eric Zing. That's okay. <laughs> Nick, house full of adults and we're hiding the drugs. Yeah, no shit. All right. It's gonna, gonna be okay. Smoothie guy is your asshole of the day. There you go. Congratulations. You know what? I owe you some sponsors too. I can't end this show like that. Because I was just reminded because the asshole today is brought to you by TC Paintball and um, JM Synthetics. Now with uh, less tears. <clears throat> TC Paintball. Okay. Uh, I just heard from uh, Team Macho Latino. They will be at uh, this Sunday's paintball event. If you want to go to paintball next Sunday or this coming Sunday, I guess it would be next Sunday. No, it's this coming Sunday. January 30th, uh, 5 p.m. start time. Please, RSVP, uh, subject line, paintball. Trying to get as many people as possible to that event. It's going to cost you 35 bucks. I'll be there. Free pizza beforehand. We're going to do the battle royale with, uh, with of course, Rick. 35 bucks. Three hours of fun. Pizza party beforehand. All the paint you got, you're going to get the paint with that, that 35 bucks, the gun, the mask, the fun. It's going to be great. Reach out to me. If you haven't played before, I'd love to have first timers out there too. We'll take special care of you. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. RSVP. Thank you. The flooring is installed by Bennett Flooring Installation. I see that uh, Jacob and Jason were working hard over at Lisa's house. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you, Jacob and Jason, for that. It's a wonderful gift that you gave out. Okay, so if you're in West Michigan and you're thinking about new flooring, rip out your old stuff as best you can. That's going to save you some money. Buy your flooring, you know where, and have Bennett Flooring Installation install the flooring that you've purchased. This is the least expensive way to have it look as great as it possibly can. 616-318-318. 0167 to get a measurement for free of your flooring uh, space that you want installed. If you're in West Michigan, reach out 616-318-0167. Please mention me. And as always, if you're looking for fun, going to a comedy show, go to my, uh, go to one of the many full house comedy venues found online at fullhousecomedy.com. Now, friends, thank you. For helping me get through this show today. Sorry about the wonkiness, but uh, boy, we had a weird one. All right. Enjoy the uh, rest of your day. If you're not going to join me on Patreon, but please do. I would love, love to talk to you. I, had a call. I saw Gabe Dombrowski just signed up. Thank you, Gabe. Eric, uh, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, more podcasting over there. We're going to get into this M&M's thing. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was a fucking joke. Oh, my God. We'll get into that and uh, a couple other things I have planned for you, too, coming up on the Patreon. 
already got you, Mitch. I already got you. Have a great one, folks. We'll talk to you on Patreon. Bye-bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.